Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Hey everyone, we want to welcome you today to the Harmony Perspective. It's great to see you guys. Thanks for joining us, Patrick and TJ. What's up? Hey man, how's it going? Doing well, doing well. Can I just uh, brag on TJ's beard? I know our listeners cannot see it, but the man has been growing that thing. He had a quarantine beard and then he shaved it, but it's coming back in nice, buddy. Three months in. Pretty impressive. I like it. My wife says she likes it, so I'm going to keep it. There you go. Pretty impressive. So today we are talking about three books or resources that you need to read or uh, consume for 2021, right? So one of our uh, last episode, actually our last episode, we talked about three resolutions uh, that every believer should make. And uh, one of those resolutions was to read more. Actually, one was to grow more. So we're going to be hitting both of those. And just maybe your resource is going to have something to do with family life. So TJ, that was your resolution last time, right? Yeah. And you challenged everybody to read more. And I know that's an area that I've got to grow in. So <laughs> <laughs> so he's all over he's, it today. I'm all over it. in there. Um, <laughs> And one thing about it is that in today's age, you don't have to physically read something. You can listen to it through Audible or one of those things. So if you're not a reader, there is a way for you to read these books and engage with these resources that we've got to talk about today. Absolutely. I didn't even count those. Whenever you asked me last episode how many books I have read, I did not count the Audibles that I've halfway listened through. So just for the record, TJ has been stewing on our question last time, which is how many books did you read last year? I was um, blown away by that statistic. A 12 is the average. Yeah, but but folks like four. Patrick are skewing it because he read like 117. Nah, so the average is uh, is certainly being skewed. Full-size commentaries, too. That's how thick they are that he reads. <laughs> so... Um, Hey, I'm going to give you three. I'll start us out, guys. So I'll give us uh, three things or three books, three resources that uh, I have read that I think would be great uh, to do. So uh, if you know me, you know that I'm a financial guy. I think about you know stewardship and money. Um, so one of the resources that I came across in the last year uh, was written by a guy out of North Carolina called Art Rayner. And Art uh, wrote the book called The Money Challenge. So I want to encourage you, you can uh, find this on Amazon or you can Google it. Uh, but The Money Challenge is a book um, that really just takes uh, God's perspective on money. Um, so what does God want us to think as individuals or families about our money. And uh, this book is really cool because it's written almost from a narrative perspective. So it's like it's telling a story um, about a girl named Annie and her discovery on how to live wisely, um, how to uh, live and give and um, just treat money the way that God wants us to treat it. So um, The Money Challenge by Art Rayner. If you look even used, you know, you can find this book for a couple of bucks. I think even retail, it is like seven or eight bucks. So, I mean, it is a great uh, resource. Ben is our uh, financial guru at the Harmony Perspective. So (laughs) it is no surprise that he hits a a money book, but it is something that we all need to do. Practice good stewardship. So uh, thank you, Ben. Absolutely. No doubt. So one of the things I like about it before I jump to number two 
is uh, art kind of gives a pathway for living generously. So if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey calls these his baby steps, right? So any of you guys taking some baby steps, if you uh, know Dave Ramsey and financial peace, but art takes this um, as a pathway. And I think financial um, stewardship and living that way is really like a journey, right? So he gives you some milestones uh, that you need to follow. So I want to encourage you if you want to, to dig into it is called the money challenge. That's my resource number one. Um, you know, the second one, sometimes I struggle with time. Anybody else struggle with time? Yes. yes. All right. So uh, that was really, uh, you know, kind of a softball question because I think we all do. You may be sitting here thinking, I have no way, there's no way I'm going to have time to sit down and read a book. Um, so in high school, when you couldn't read the book that the English teacher told you to read, Patrick, what did you do? Hit the Cliff Notes right. version. Hit the Cliff Notes <laughs> or version. The or the movie. So um, there is something that I came across uh, last year called Leadership Book Summaries, and it can be found at uh, leadershipsummaries.com, uh, I think is the website. But it is a uh, resource that essentially boils down some of the top leadership, uh, some Christian authors. It, it's all over business books. But it kind of boils it down into 10 to 12 pages of the highlights. So if you're looking for the highlight reel for a book, this is a great way to get it. There is a little cost to it, so it's not five bucks. So it's going to be a little bit more than that. But it's a great way for you to, to consume and find maybe some of the golden nuggets out of some of the top books that are out there. Very nice. And uh, hey, don't get discouraged if you can't sit down and read you know, 150 pages, this is 10 or 12 pages that you can, uh, and, can and tackle. And consider it an investment, right? An yeah. investment in that uh, resolution to grow and to read more. For sure, for sure. So um, the other tip that I'll give you uh, on books is use the thing called the library. When's the last time you went to the library? La Biblioteca. The, the last time I went to a library... Uh, I was actually riding a unicycle, and I was in Rock Hill. They had those little half walls. I was riding a unicycle on the half walls of the library. Did you actually go in, or you just no? Nope, no, nope. you asked when the last time I went. That's last, no. That beard you got me dragging the ground on a unicycle now. Um, it's been it's been several years since I've been to a library. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been to the local one with Hayden. He wanted to go, so we got library cards uh, yeah. within the last year. Yeah, so that's actually a great way. Um, so if you're on a budget, hey, there's the financial piece again, and you're saying, I want to read some uh, some different things this year. I want to grow. I want to be stretched. Um, use the library. Great resource. That is not my third one. My third one is this, the version sure. Bible app. So I, I gave you three plus a bonus. So my, my third <laughs> one is the version Bible app. So if you're not subscribed, you can find it in the App Store. It is a great tool to read your Bible on your phone but also read uh, devotions. And actually, there's some community piece to that. So you can have friends, read the Bible together, do various plans. Um, great resource uh, for this year. So tackle those. Um, and I'd love to hear some stories about uh, maybe some resources that you come across uh, and plans that you're reading. So yeah. let us know about that, hey, too. And I'll just Very second nice. that, the social media aspect of that, to, to encourage one another, to hold each other accountable when you know that your buddy's reading it or your buddy's like 10 days behind, um, you can hold them accountable for, uh, for doing that. So just a great resource from life.church. Very cool. TJ, how about you? Uh, give us three resources that you're uh, going to be recommending today. 
For sure. So the first one will be uh, a book called Not Forsaken, and it's by Louis Giglio. And Giglio challenged us to see and understand the character of God as the perfect father. And that's so difficult for a lot of people to do. And he points that out in this book. He, he shows and points out how even the most perfect fathers that we can think of here on earth still have flaws and still fail and points to areas of letdowns and how that can actually skew our image of the characteristic of God as the perfect father. And and he, he really sums up what God is is truly like, the the real characteristic of God as, as being the perfect father. And by, by pushing that out, it helps us see how we are loved. It's helped me see how I am loved, even in the difficult times, depressed, depressed times, different things like that. Uh, I have a perfect father that loves me, that won't let me down, that's there for me. And that's been something that has helped me through uh, sometimes that I've I've had uh, low moments in my life, um, even recently. So so that's been a very good. Um, and Giglio puts stuff in such just easy ways to understand. Yeah. He's, he's like great with analogies and, and I was, metaphors. I was going to say just his way with words, right? So if you've never uh, even checked out YouTube with Louis Giglio, just some awesome stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he starts off. I think like the main theme of the the book is. Uh, comes from Second Corinthians six eighteen, and I will be a father to you, and shall, you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Awesome, um, which is a, a great reminder. You know, I lost my father uh, many years ago, and um, to an accident. And the other guys that were in my life up until the past several years were not the material that I really needed in my life for guys. And then I finally had some guys that came along that really tried to pick me up, encourage me, build me up. And, and, and even you two have stepped in to help in, in many ways. Uh, but even this book takes that to the next step. So I, I like the way yeah, Giglio puts it. Cause people with their earthly fathers that have them there sometimes don't have the same relationship that we can have with God, right? And that's, right. and that's important for everybody to understand that he'll never leave us or forsake us, that sure. he's with us forever. For sure. Great resource. What's your number two? Um, a book called I Will. Uh, Patrick, Ben, we read this together uh, a while back. Um, I think with another guy, Anthony, too. He, he wrote it with us. Um, but, I mean, it takes the I could, I might, I can, and all those, and it puts it in I'm going to do something about it. it do it. it yeah, it, it, it's really that challenge to say, if you've got something that's kind of laid on your heart to, to get done, do it. Um, quit, you know, just stepping around everything, get into it, get into the muck of things, and just get it done. That's and, awesome. Um, Who wrote that? Tom Rainer. Wow. So the Rainer family the Rainer is not family. getting any uh, sort of compensation for this we episode. We are unsponsored. <laughs> but... If the Rainer family is listening, we would love a sponsor for the Harmony Perspective, so let us know. So Tom Rainer Get us up, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, that's a great read. And also, um, Ben was talking about um, some resources. If you don't have time to really sit down and read a book, uh, this is, I will, this is a great book to read because it's very, very short. Um, it was something that you could probably sit down and read, um, it, honestly, in just a you know, a couple hours of your time. So if you take, break that up over a week, it's really no time at all. It's if it was a full-size book, it'd be about 37 pages. <laughs> um, but my third resource uh, is a book that I have started on. Ben and I started on. We were working through it together. 
and then we kind of had to hit the pause button for a little bit. But um, the part that we've gotten into so far has been really, really great, and it's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. It's by Norman Geisler and Frank Turek. I just love that title. Right. I'm just hurt that I, I'm not included in that. I, I, I thought enough. we were all three going to read it together. I, I bought you the book and Betrayal. gave it to you, but you're in like four other books already because you read four books at a time where I struggle to read one. <laughs> so, But that title is awesome. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, right? I mean, that's catching. It is. It is. And the he goes through and explains a lot of stuff about apologetics. And, and if I could break that down, apologetics is not apologizing for having faith in, in Christ and apologizing for causing any kind of ripples because you have a faith in Christ. Um, it's really defending your faith in a respectable way. Um, and we, we see that in Second Timothy. It says, prepare to give a defense for your faith, um, but you, not to do it in an aggravated way, not to do it in a mean way. And that's that's really what is happening in this book and it's really great to see it because there's a lot of arguments um not arguments as in like heated arguments but just going back and forth about is there a god is there not is there not a god and um the defense for god is so great in this book is it's amazing um tj and i got this recommended uh to us from you know, really a, a resource and an expert in the field. And I think his words to us was, you know, if you'll read this chapter by chapter, you can be really, you can stand toe to toe and really have confidence that you can defend your faith. That's right. um, so it, it really good. So I, I'll echo that. I'll give you uh, a thumbs up that I'm with you on that. And that's not resource. just a suggestion, right? That's a biblical command. That right. We'll be ready to defend our faith. Absolutely. For sure. Great. Awesome resources. Now to our resident uh, head knowledge guy. So I got a feeling he's <laughs> going to lay something down this deep uh, for us. So what do you got, P-Rod? Uh, the first one that I've got is uh, a book that I found, and it actually came in a, a set of three books in one uh, by A.W. Tozer, The Pursuit of God. Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen t- tells us, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so what Tozer is trying to do, and you think about this, this is written about 60 years ago. He's writing to a uh, United States, an American church that even then was beginning to give up the true pursuit of God in order to have a lesser version that they weren't pursuing everything that God had for them, that abundant life that he wants us to live. They were settling instead for this watered-down version of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he, in this book, calls them back, calls us back to a true pursuit of God. Chapter 2 is called The Blessedness of Possessing Nothing. And it's just a tremendous understanding of the fact that everything we have is because of God and nothing should we hold on to so tightly that we aren't willing to give it up in order to follow him. Sounds like a resource much needed because in a time like today where everybody wants the next best thing or wants whatever their friends have or whatever the neighbors have, they'll they'll do whatever to get it. And um, they put their their happiness or joy label on that thing or on those things. And it takes it off of God. We tend to make those things God instead of God, God. Yeah, for sure. And and Tozer, he just approaches things from a a different way and and opened my eyes with that. That's awesome. 
I saw some, it's kind of like the apostle Paul, right? To live as Christ, to die as game, whether I live, whether I die, you know, he was satisfied uh, with it. Uh, that's cool. Great. So what's your second one? Uh, second one is The Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin. This is uh, a missionary's journey to interviewing the persecuted church and how uh, they respond to that persecution and how deep it drives them into their faith in Jesus. Uh, there was a, a story that he had on these Chinese believers that met together in this place. And after they had met together and he had told them about what he was doing, about the uh, other persecuted churches in the world, that he awoke early in the morning to wailing and weeping in the yard. And he goes out and these Chinese believers are on their knees crying out to the Lord. And he's just um, confounded by what's going on there. And he asked the interpreter that's with him, and he says that these people are praying for those other churches. They had never realized that there were other people going through what they were going through. Wow, wow. It really just makes you examine your faith and how we as a unpersecuted people, how laissez-faire we can be with our faith, and says we have to take this much more seriously. Yeah. Now, that sir, was a go ahead. probably thinking about the same thing. That was brought into a movie too. Right? That's what mm-hmm. I was going to ask. There so is a movie. a movie about the same name. If so you want to, if you want to cliff God. note it, or but it doesn't uh, capture it exactly the same way. There is a, a film that documents exactly these things, but it doesn't capture it the same way. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to give you a third one that I didn't have written down, but came to me as we were talking here. Um, a, a big book for me in the last year was Hero Maker by Dave Ferguson. And it talks about what we need to do as disciple makers, the way we need to reach out to those around us that we can then pour into as, as those that we see potentially and God's moving there and then we pour into them and, and in order to create this movement of discipleship in our churches. Uh, one of the things he talks about is an I see in you conversation where you sit someone down and just talk about what you see God doing in their lives and the way you see God could use them. And that's a powerful tool to sit down with somebody and talk to them about how they could impact the kingdom of God. Yeah, for sure. So, Words matter, right? That's right. Uh, that, that'd be my third one, just a, a bonus one as Ben gave. But then the last one is is fighter verses and so fighter verses is put out by uh desiring god and it's a scripture memorization tool and so it's 52 weeks or 53 weeks depending on the year uh, of a scripture memory for each week this uh, is an app it's an app for for uh, apple and i believe it's available for the androids as well um, but it gives you quizzes it, it allows you to use the verse is your lock screen on your phone. You can listen to the verse. You can sing the verse. You can study the whole chapter, read commentary on it. It's just a, a multitude of things right in your hand to, to hide God's word in your heart. And that's a, 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 a biblical principle. Psalm 119.11, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I don't know anybody that I've met that doesn't need to memorize more of God's word. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, right? That's what the Bible says. Awesome. I like the way you, um, Ben, how you, how you've said that and illustrated that verse before the lamp into our feet. Yeah. Talking about how you can only see a few 
feet in front of you with the lamps that they had back then. That's right. And so the more we know, the, the better we can see down the road, right? That's right. So uh, what I would say oftentimes to student ministry is we want big spotlights that shine way far down the path. That's but a, just, a lamp shows you a step or two in front of you. And I think God's Word does that, right? So it's great. He shows us maybe our next step, something that we need to do to, to follow in fellowship with Him. And as we're faithful to take those steps, guess what happens? We see a little bit further down the path. We see the next step. Um, so it's, I agree. Thanks for reminding us uh, of that, TJ. And, and the more you hide the, in your heart God's Word, the more you know Him. And that's really what we want, to experience God in a greater way through His Word. Absolutely. Well, everyone, we want to thank you again today for joining us at the Harmony Perspective. If you have not done so already, I want to encourage you to like and subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Uh, we're seeing uh, just an amazing uh, amount of folks really from all over the world begin to uh, listen to a small message that's coming out of Edgemore, South Carolina. So uh, we just want to thank you again for joining us. Looking forward to talking to you next time.